Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Do you enjoy shed hunting? If so, I've got a great story today out of Kentucky. I've got on the line Jacob Mast. Hey, Jacob, boy, it looks like you had a, a great year deer hunting. At least you wound up with a big deer that you found, actually, while you were out hunting. Of course, shed hunting has become very popular in the last 15 or 20 years. A lot of people do it anymore, and that that kind of extends the season after the season, so to speak. You can get out in the woods and look for these big shed antlers, and boy, there's just some monsters found every year. But uh, Jacob, how old are you? I'm uh, 26. 26, still just a young man, and I guess you're you're a big bow hunter. Yes, yeah, I love to bow hunt. How long you been at it? Um, bow hunting since I was probably like 13, but been hunting since I've been laving. Yeah, yeah. Well, what part of Kentucky are you from? Mason County. Mason County, which is in which part of the state? I'm kind of familiar. I was born in southeast Missouri. Yeah, it's probably on the north side where right, we join up against the Ohio River. Oh, I see. Man, some great uh, fertile soil up in that part of the world. So uh, yep. you, you can grow some big deer up there. Hey, and I'm going <laughs> to make people suffer here just a little bit. I don't want to give the the score away on this deer just just yet because I want folks to hear the story, you know, kind of the train that you live in and that sort of thing so that they can really grasp and get a picture of what uh, what the terrain is like and the part of the country that you live in. Now, Jacob, do you guys farm? Are you a farmer? Yeah, uh, we do. My dad does hay, so, yeah, we do some farming. Yeah. We just, in the past year, we've bought some farms, me and my brothers, and we just put out some beans and stuff for the deer, but we don't harvest any of that. But, yeah, as, as my dad does farming as a hay farmer. I, I see. Well, I grew up on a farm real fertile soil in southeast uh, Missouri, of course, back in those days. I'm 71 years old. We didn't have any yeah. de- deer or turkey, either one. But when I came to the Ozarks of Missouri, I began to deer and turkey hunt. And, and you know, there's uh, river bottoms scattered throughout the Ozarks, and that's where we generally kill our, our biggest deer. But uh, if you're up uh, close to Ohio, there's quite a lot of rich soil in some of those areas and do you see a lot of big deer in your region yeah there we we do i got uh i got one sister and seven brothers or six brothers so we've all hunted so we've they've all killed some nice deer all in this area oh i would i would imagine what as as your family yeah. goes are most of you bow hunters or rifle hunters yeah, or, yeah. well we we bow hunters but yeah we rifle hunt too yeah yeah, uh, but yeah, we like to bow hunt more. But you know, oh yeah, I know how that that goes. I just don't bow hunt as much as I used to because of my age. But I assume your family uh, likes venison. Oh yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> we was raised on it. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I can't say that I was raised on it, but, uh, boy, once uh, I got a taste of it, I just about can't do without it, you know. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd rather have that uh, the, than beef. And uh, Yeah, we like it. We like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, a lot of different ways to fix it, too, and make it taste, taste pretty good, you know. Oh, and, yeah. And I, Definitely. Yeah, I killed a real uh, young doe this year. Oh, man, you could cut that stuff with a with a fork. And <laughs> yeah. I got a cat. Yeah, cut. I just didn't. In this past year, I just started making uh, some jerky with oh, make them own jerky. That's pretty interesting. I never have done that before. But well, uh, hey, I've been in the outdoor industry for about sixty years, so I got a lot of buddies, you know, and a lot of them are good cooks. And I try to bum as much as I can. <laughs> I was just, yeah. I was just got to take advantage of it while you can. Oh, absolutely! And I, I was just at a rabbit hunting camp for the last uh, two or three days, and boy, there's some guys showed up there with some great jerkies that they had made. And it, you know, and it's always fun uh, too to just uh, see how people do things and and be able to uh, taste some of those different recipes that people make. Yeah. In fact, it's kind of funny. One guy showed up with a some summer sausage was absolutely delicious, and I had used the same processor probably 20 years ago, and mine was horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's, well. It happens. I, I guess they, yep. they've improved their process since then. Well, I want to get back to this uh, uh, massive deer that, that you found. Now, you had been acquainted with this deer and had hunted it for some time, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. The first time was... Uh... It was uh, in 19, it was in like the first part of December, the first time I got trail cam pictures of him. Yeah. yeah. Does that make your blood pressure go up? <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely did. You know, I, I had never had no deer, you know, as in last year, he was, I think, a 14-pointer. Wow. He had a, a big eye guard and a drop time. Uh-huh. So I was pretty excited just for hunting a deer with a drop time, but I never did get to see him and never had a daylight picture of him last year or the... 2019 season yeah uh, well that's kind of the case for these big bucks they, that's how they got mm-hmm. so big you know they often go nocturnal as, as you well know yeah but mm-hmm. had you heard any anybody else talk about this big buck you know around the no day? i never have i never i mean we leased the farm where i found the deer or uh, and we never never heard nobody else say nothing about it one guy there was a coon hunter in the area said something about he saw a really big buck in that area I don't know if it was the same deer or not. But. Right, right. But uh, hey, that's not an uncommon story when you get into bucks. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna put out a little teaser here to to people. This buck was uh, hey, a a number of points over over 200 as a green score. So the that'll help people keep listening. They're going to want to hear the end of the story. You know, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we all like big bucks, and you know, oh yeah, <laughs> it, it's just been a craze in the last 20 or 30 years. You know, and unfortunately, some some things kind of go south or go sour sometimes when it comes to big bucks. Because we we have some trouble here in the Ozarks, and uh, I'm sure it happens around the country too. Quite often, people. Uh, some unscrupulous guys will kill these bucks out of season and uh, yeah. just yep. to get those racks. And we had it here in the Ozarks several times prior to the season. Um, and I watched the Missouri Department of Conservation post pretty closely, and they had posted several bucks where people had to post them at night and then just literally cut the head off of them to get the rack and then wasted the rest of the, the body. The yeah, ma- it's, ma- it's a shame they get enjoyment out of something like that. 
It it really is, and uh, you know uh, that's one of the, I guess the downsides of of us liking and loving these big, big deer <laughs> yep. and big. It bucks. is, yep. Yeah, and unfortunately, you put a lot of time and effort in a deer, and then somebody does that, it's like wow. Yeah, yeah, they're stealing from all of us when they do that, and yep. uh, so mm-hmm. it's it's just a terrible, terrible thing. But we do have a pretty good program here, in Missouri called Operation Gain thief and you can call in and remain anonymous and there's actually cash rewards for uh, reporting violators if they're actually caught so that that Mm -hmm. helps deter it a little bit but it's still always going to happen because you know yourself uh, the the dollar value of some of these large racks is 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 kind of amazing sometimes yeah it is it is we have We have a young man right here in our community by the name of Bailey Pearson. I think he's only 17 years old, but this guy's a fanatic Mm -hmm. about uh, big deer racks, and he's made quite a name for himself. He's considered uh, a professional when it comes to knowledge about uh, deer antlers. And so, of course, he's— Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've never run into anybody quite like him. I've had him on the podcast and radio shows, and Mm -hmm. he goes to trade shows and all sorts of things. I'd never heard of— deer antler trade shows before but evidently it's yeah pretty, i never have either pretty big thing and he actually has in his possession i think one of the i think it's the second largest rack of all all times but it's just one side and uh the boy i think he did a lot of trading throwed in a little money in the boot to get his hands on that that rack right and and it's like just uh, was an eight pointer but uh, i guess it's probably the lar- second largest for that for an eight pointer but it just huge rack on one side well i gotta tell you uh, jacob i've i've never killed a really huge deer i haven't been what you'd call a hardcore deer hunter all my life but i've had uh, <laughs> i've had up to 180s in front of me uh, uh four or five times and uh, i you know as old as i am I, I still get butt fever i still get a little shaky oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the way i look at it if you don't get tore up and into it you probably you probably ain't a whole lot you probably don't like deer hunting as much yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, but the the big ones have always uh, managed to evade me and, and get away. I've got, <laughs> got a couple of one fifties on the wall. You know, for pretty good for Ozark deer. But I'm, yeah, I'm always amazed when I see these monster bucks like you've uh, uh, you've got your hands on. Now, if you would just back up and tell us the story of the day you found this buck from kind of beginning okay, to end. Yeah. Right, yeah, it was the day that I found him was on uh, Thanksgiving morning was the day I found him. And that's a nice gift for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, I was hoping I'd get him that day, but in a different way. But, you know, it happens what happens. But, but yeah, just a normal day hunting. I mean, I just went in my stand sitting there, and it was dark when I got in there, really dark. So I, I just sitting there and looking around, and as it was cracking day a little bit, you know, I could see, and I was – my stand, the only good spot where the location where I've seen this deer before was down in a in a bottom. So I was in a sycamore tree, and, you know, they got a lot of white branches and stuff, and it was laying around, right. and I just saw something white. So I didn't pay no attention to it. And as it, as it got more daylight, I looked over, and it's like 30 yards. I could By then, I could tell it was a deer laying there, and then I could see that it actually had horns. So I just got out of my stand and ran down there, and then I could see that it that it was him so wow. you know it was, it was pretty weird i was like sitting there hunting and then he's it, it laying dead like 30 yards from my stand <laughs> it was it was quite an experience 
Oh, I would imagine there had to be some emotions there, though, because you knew yeah, this deer, there, this deer existed. Right, there, there was. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yep. I could imagine. A lot of, so. little bit of mixed feelings, but you know, I was still thankful. Oh yeah, you got to be thankful that you found the deer and did get to the yeah. wreck before the squirrels put a, put a lot of hours in hunting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not no, I'm not going to give the tale away here. I want you to announce to the public here what the green score of that buck was. Um, what we come up with the score was a, a two eighteen and six eight. Uh, hey, did you hear all the jaws drop and, and hit the kitchen tables? <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> everybody dreams of killing a buck like that. And uh, we hold a yep. big buck contest, a friend of mine, down at Miller Glass in Rolla, Missouri, every year. It's gone on for several years, and we pick up more kids every year. But this year we had a young man. He was, I think, 10 years old, little bitty fellow, and his dad drove yeah. three and a half hours from North Missouri to bring it down to our con contest and it scored 201 and six eights wow oh it was just a yeah, monster that's, that's amazing <laughs> it is we yeah, had you we, would... we had another 182 from right around this area that was brought in the poor kid thought he had first place <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. but what... one of my older brothers ended up getting uh deer was like in the 180s i think was the biggest one that we had that's a nice deer anyway yeah it was really nice deer yeah so uh uh what, what kind of mount are you having made out of this big buck? European, or are you going to have it put on a head? No, it's a, a pedestal, like oh. a pedestal mount. It's kind of got like the curve of shoulder mount. Uh, you betcha. Boy, it's going to make a beautiful set in your home. Well, Jacob, thanks so much for being on the program with us. But folks, remember, this is Living the Dream Outdoor podcast, and we encourage you to always, never, ever give up on your outdoor dreams. I'm Bill Cooper. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and the Fly Rod Journals. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.